Welcome to the Unshamed Podcast. This is a space where we talk openly about topics that are typically seen as taboo in casual conversation. We want to remove barriers for people to share their stories without fear. Hi there, guys. Welcome to Unshamed. We are a podcast where we talk about people's stories. We share things so that shame is not allowed to hide in these secret places in our lives. Um, This week, we have the wonderful Gina, who is here to share with us a little bit about her experience with um, raising kids at a young age. Mm-hmm. And um, and her story is awesome, you know, and she'd be the first to say she's just a regular girl. You know, she's like, I mean, I think she's awesome, but, you know, she's she's not like Superwoman, you know. Um, she is, she's just like you. So, Gina, let's take it away with a few little questions. Okay. Um, Tell us a little bit about you because, okay, well, let's go back first. Hang on. How did we meet? We met through Larry. Mm-hmm. So I was um, having lunch with Larry maybe three years ago, mm-hmm. just when she was fresh, fresh, fresh off the USA mm-hmm. soil. And um, she mentioned you. I was sharing my passion for, I suppose, single moms and mm-hmm. girls going through crisis pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And um, she mentioned you and yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Lori and I met through um, Zoe Community because Lori mm-hmm. and Gina are both volunteers and they're amazing. It's great. <laughs> and actually, we're sitting right now in the Drahada office uh, for Zoe Community. And Gina was actually the one who came up with all the decor and <laughs> all the lovely stuff in here. And um, it feels like a really homey space. So if you ever get a chance, come to Drahada and come over to the Zoe office and check it out. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Gina, we don't go like way far back, but I feel like I've known you for a long time. Yeah. You're just a kindred spirit. <laughs> um, but Gina, can you tell us a little bit about, like, I guess, like why you decided to do the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what your experience was like having unplanned pregnancy at a young age. Okay, so I was 17 mm-hmm. when I discovered I was pregnant, and ultimately, I am... Um, it was a big, big shock, and um, I mean, the minute the, the the line came up pregnant, I think my whole world changed, and instantly I grew up within the space of five minutes. Mm. I was in the final year of secondary school mm. here, so I was still um, in school, and um, yeah, I mean, instantly I just went into, I suppose... Um, like a robotic mode of what do I need to do who do I tell and for a while I didn't tell anyone really mm-hmm. um I did the pregnancy test around the end of December I took five of them wow. and, uh, <laughs> I feel like I would have done the same yeah so um yeah I knew I mean I had limited knowledge but I knew to get on folic acid quite quickly so which right. is really smart for a 17-year-old. You don't really yeah. see 17-year-olds uh, yeah. knowing to do that. Yeah, so, so I, that was my first <laughs> protocol to go to the chemist and get some folic acid. Then the next was to go to my GP. And ultimately, it was then that I suppose, not that he was necessarily horrible to me, but there was an element of being judged. Mm. So that was the first time I felt 
slightly shamed um, and just probably another statistic in their eyes. Um, but um, yeah, so um, I suppose fast forward um, to that summer, I sat my leaving cert. So I do, I do remember... Um, now I, I loved my baby from the beginning mm-hmm. um, and um, I remember in school it was quite difficult you know as the bump grew bigger walking around with the bump mm-hmm. um, but uh, so I sat my leaving cert and then my son was born in September okay. and yeah, yeah so and then I suppose it was more when he was younger like baby you know the isolation set in I I probably my self-esteem went way down and Mm -hmm. yeah so I I didn't have much family support my mom lived in the UK and I didn't really have a network of friends that were available to be there like the the people I would have hung around with or were going on to Mm. to do their own thing so yeah, it was quite a lonely time. It was basically like um, uh, my, my boyfriend at the time, um, my son's father, he, he was on the scene, but ultimately he, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's different for, for moms. We tend to grow up a lot quicker and he was only 18. So yeah. I don't think he would have um, his his world changed, but not as drastically as as I think mom's world's change I think women we carry so much of the burden of life (laughs) Mm -hmm. in many ways not just growing children but um yeah Mm -hmm. and as kids age you know this you you have this you multitask in your head Mm -hmm. about everything and maybe it's just a female biological um like response you know we were made to evolve to do this I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know but yeah we do carry so much and Mm -hmm. I can see that yeah yeah so there was a a period of great loneliness um and isolation um when he was a baby and um yeah so that's one thing that I suppose being part of Zoe is that to to know that there is women out there and young ladies out there that are bringing up children albeit on their own and or even with a partner but ultimately feel on their own that we need to be able to to be a, a real sense of community and support and even just a friend to call in for a tea or coffee I know yeah so it's so needed I mean mm-hmm. um I know like when I, I I remember thinking with my children the first three years felt mm-hmm. like lost years yeah like you weren't really treated like a person mm-hmm. um I think people try to be nice and they're like, oh, you have a little baby. You must be an invalid. So we're not going to invite you to stop. <laughs> and in your head, you're like, I still want to do stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm still a person. Mm-hmm. I still have desires. Yeah, <laughs> and, of course. you know, I want to be social and whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, so how was it like after he turned, um, well, how old was he when your second was born? Okay, so Daniel Akeen was just... Um, going on for Daniel was born in the June and Keen would have turned four in the September okay yeah all right so I mean with baby number two um um you're not as con- you know the the first time mom is is a difficult I think introduction to motherhood everything mm-hmm. is new whilst yeah. with number two you tend mm-hmm. to be more relaxed and confident in your own skills mm. and 
Uh, so Keen was an amazing big brother and Daniel was just a very chill out baby. So. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, That's yeah. good. You lucked out on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, they, they, I think, yeah, they, it, it worked well. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And when number three came along, how was that? Um, so I, with, um, my daughter, there was a, a smaller gap. There was just about two years between, um, my second and my third. Mm-hmm. So that was full on. That was yeah. quite difficult. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically two babies and then oh. a six year old. Yeah. So it's full on. Um, yeah. So, um, and definitely I suppose their father had, uh, he was more involved at that stage and, um, oh, that's good. Yeah. But he yeah. stepped in a little bit. He, he did. Um, and we had, um, got married then, mm-hmm. um, prior to, to our daughter being born. Um, and so, yeah, it, um, for a while it was, it was, uh, it worked well. Mm-hmm. For a while, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, the, like, we separated uh, when Caitlin was 18 months. Mm-hmm. So then I was um, a single mom of three children. Once again, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so Keen was around eight. And Daniel would have been just about coming up four and Caitlin 18 months. So. Okay. Yeah, so that was tough. Yeah. At that point, did you have any family support or more friends or anything like that? Um, I would have had a network of friends and, um, my mom was still in the UK. Um, but I had an aunt who was very, very supportive of my uncle. That's good. Um, oh yeah, it was. And I think I had grown up a lot in those years of of being a mom that my confidence would have increased slightly. Mm -hmm. So, and I think when, when you become a parent, um, I mean, the the mama bear kicks in. So you learn to fight for your babies. You learn to fight for, for their needs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, you know, um, it's 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 a funny thing. Even mm-hmm. if, like, I remember before I had kids, I, I was not at all like a, the person who just loved babies and all that. Mm-hmm. But something does mm-hmm. switch on. It's, oh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just a biological thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you find was the most difficult thing during the early years? Um, I suppose, um, with the, with, with my first baby, um, loneliness and feeling, um, yeah, unseen Mm. would be a good word. Yeah, Yeah. Just unseen. And I mean, um, I did have some friends, but ultimately the weekends were the loneliest time for me because weekends would would be typically a f- family event. You know, people would be doing things with their family and, yes. or their parents, and uh-huh. so that was that was the hard hardest part. And then when when all three of them were little, I spent a lot of time in I suppose play zones, yeah. kind of <laughs> spending time and that's yeah, like the most magical place. <laughs> it is, yeah. And Coffee's I'd, usually uh, terrible, but you know it's you, okay. <laughs> uh huh. And making sure to get out for the day, and you know the days can be quite long, so mm. filling them would be. I know it was yeah. really hard during COVID with so many play groups and centers mm-hmm. like that that were closed. Yeah. There's a lot of young moms who have really still struggle with mental health stuff for good reason because they were cut off, isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was not a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's switch gears here. We talked about what was kind of hard about, 
having kids at a young age, but what was something or maybe more than one thing that was just really cool about having mm-hmm. kids when you did? Um, watching them be together, watching them mm-hmm. be siblings, being a family unit, and ultimately, um, yeah, we, we had great fun. There was times of great joy and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the, you know, they'd, they'd do something funny together and, like, it would bring me so much joy and, mm-hmm. yeah, so there are too many to count, really, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I, yeah, I can relate to that because before having kids, I never, like, I would watch other kids play mm-hmm. and I would go, oh, that's nice, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not really think about it, you know, like, even as an adult, like, I know people might go, oh, no. But I was never, um, I never was a kid person, really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, but um, now I see my kids play together and joke and do things that are smart or silly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe I made that thing. Yeah. You know? And you'd like, be so cool. proud. Like even if they, you know, from the minute they take their first steps to their first word to any sort of achievements. And mm-hmm. um, I think when they show each other compassion and I think ultimately um, going through the experience I've gone through, I've instilled in my kids to be compassionate to others, to see people for who they are and where they are not to judge Mm -hmm. so um yeah so much good yeah so much good what are your kids up to now and how old are they well my um my my firstborn is 20 he's going to be 21 Mm -hmm. and I'm very proud um so he is in the navy Mm -hmm. so he's based down in county cork and he's out at sea most of the time Mm -hmm. so he's doing really really well and he is such a kind and gentle, but but very strong and independent at the same time. So and he's Aww. he's such a great help to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I remember going to your house for that party, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was helpful and everything. When there was like a whole ton of ladies mm-hmm. there, and he was yeah, he yeah. was cool. He was fine. Yeah. And he's very yeah. handsome. Well, my two boys are very oh. handsome, so tall. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm very proud. So yeah, mm-hmm. and um. Daniel is 16 and he's um, currently in transition year. Mm-hmm. And again, he's a good kid and um, great support to, to me and to, you know, and my, my daughter has two big brothers who will always look out for oh, her. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. <laughs> so. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's, it's so like, you know, you can say these things now mm-hmm. and it's easy now, but you know, like yeah. you're probably in the midst of crying and nappies mm-hmm. and all kinds of things and thinking what mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. You could never have seen this at no. that point. No, no, no. no. Oh, never. And there was, t- you know, there's times it's like when I, I have the vivid memory of um, the two younger ones vomiting at the same time. And, like simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> And oh, no, one I'm sorry in, for laughing. But I know, yeah. one in one room and one in the other. And uh-huh. I just physically, like, I, I couldn't be in the two places. And that, to me, was a very tough day. It sticks out in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been lots of tears. And there still are tears. I mean, ultimately, being a single parent at any stage, even when they're, especially when they're teenagers. Yeah. I'm scared <laughs> of that difficult. part, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's difficult. And uh, there's no, um, it's not all butterflies and roses and you know it's real and it's raw and it's hard and yeah um but you just have to keep believing in them and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah and um you know I I 
could go, I could try to go back in my memory and there's no way I can try to re- imagine what it would be like without, because mm-hmm. I know what it was like without. I know what I was like before then. Yeah. And I was fine, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I was a pretty okay person, but I think <laughs> I've, um, like I, I'd, I'd have grown as an individual without them, but mm-hmm. I think I have grown to be a little less selfish, a little more empathetic, yeah, a little more of everything good mm-hmm. and all that because they were in my life or are in my life, you know? Um, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So thinking back <clears throat> to, okay, the pea stick, the mm-hmm. first pea mm-hmm. stick with mm-hmm. Kian, mm-hmm. very beginning and you were going through all of that really by yourself without yeah. your support system. Mm-hmm. What was very helpful to you during the pregnancy, during immediately after and raising him at first? Um, hmm. we, there was, I mean, I'm trying to even remember back. Was Google mm-hmm. as big of a thing? I'm sure it was. What year I was that? It was 2001. So not really. Yeah. Not I mean, the social media aspect would not have been there. Actually, I remember going down to the library. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only access point for computers. I didn't have one. Obviously. Oh, yeah. No, I. And I signed that, yeah. up to, I think it was called Rollercoaster. Die. It was one of the pregnancy uh-huh. webs. So that that was, and I probably went down there maybe once a week, and I'd be able to log in, and you could put the weeks of pregnancy and say, "Oh, your baby's the size of an oh, apple," or, yeah. right? So that yeah. was um, a good support, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like, I suppose, whatever books that I took out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where were you living at the time? Um. So during the pregnancy with Kian, um. I was living with family members, but um, I I did have to move out mid-pregnancy, predominantly, um, I suppose, the the age group of um, my relatives. There would have been a lot of, um, you know, what the neighbours would think and that old Irish shame culture. Yeah. So um, I did have to move in with their father into his little box room. Okay. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. it wasn't um, an easy period. I, I think I, I was very, very grateful and um, to, to be able to, to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, tried to navigate the whole, uh, I suppose, social welfare mm-hmm. to try and get an apartment and help with. Now, I was in school trying to do this. And yeah, until you're 18, so. you're not really entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. Um Still? So as soon as I, I'm not sure. Okay. But as soon as I turned 18, I could qualify for, um, like, rental supplement. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, yeah, rented um, a one-bedroom apartment, and there was the only natural light that came in was one room in the bedroom, and there was, like, a door to the to the apartment it was a back door but you'd come in the back door mm-hmm. and it had one little window so it was a very very dark um, yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. it probably has many much symbolism for mm. other parts of life yeah. at that point yeah. now i remember painting it trying to you brighten know it brighten up. it up yeah, and yeah. i mean ultimately you know i've great i've memories there. i went into yeah. labor there yeah i brought him home from hospital there and um lots of night feeds and to the keen was a week to the day and it's a memory that pops out in my head so much and I remember feeding him mm-hmm. and it was um September the 11th really yeah he was one week old wow mm-hmm. 
and that was a scary time mm. I think with the hormones and everything and not sleeping and then everywhere you look yeah. there was this kind of so scary wow yeah yeah so it's funny like um it's funny the things that stick out in your memory mm-hmm. when you're going through those times you know yeah. and wow that um you probably look back on it and go how did I do that Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're in the midst of it, you just, yeah, whatever it is. I mean, we're you know. women, I think we're tough. We are so tough. We can do Sorry. it. We, yeah, we, we, we can do tough things. And yeah. um, I think we're given grace yeah. to get through them. Um, and ultimately the love. I mean, when you meet your baby, the love that comes, mm. um, this kind of protectiveness, you know, it does feel us it's so true mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. with the maybe not being into kids thing I was worried I wouldn't love my children when I had or my yeah. firstborn when I yeah. had him and um I would hear other women say oh I'm so in love with my baby mm-hmm. and I would go ah, but I didn't know <laughs> this sweet. kid I'm like mm-hmm. is there something wrong with me uh I by the way I've talked to uh, experts on this there's yeah. nothing wrong with you if you feel that way no 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 <laughs> no some in the middle of the night when yeah. the kid is screaming yeah there's times you're like oh no i'm <laughs> not in love with this child like i want to be right now yeah. no, no, no. but i remember the having eden mm-hmm. and the doctor handing him up to me mm-hmm. and i remember thinking it was a very primal thing it like is? me take care of spawn you yeah. know it was very mm-hmm. much like this came out of me yeah. I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. It was very much like that. And then about th- two days into knowing him, I was like, oh, wow, I love this child. Yeah. And it was just very interesting, the, the change. The ch- but, yeah. you know, it does come over you, that mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the strength comes with that. It's love the strength. and strength yeah. are like a real combo. Because yeah. you can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And when you look back, you're like, how did I survive that? How mm-hmm. did I actually do that? Mm-hmm. But we can survive, not just survive, but thrive. We can. In a lot um, more interesting circumstances mm-hmm. than I think we give ourselves credit for. We give, ourselves, we give ourselves very little credit. Mm-hmm. But um, anyone out there maybe going through, about to go through, something mm-hmm. similar to what Gina has gone through, you can do this. Yes, you can. Yes. If you choose to stay pregnant, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's something you can definitely do. Um, <clears throat> but we're switching gears again once more. So what was not so helpful other than being kicked out of your house? That's kind of the obvious one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of the, I suppose, red, <coughs> red tape or the difficulties in getting access to financial help um and ultimately then you know I wanted to get back um to I had sat my leaving cert and I had thankfully passed my leaving cert look at you seriously mm -hmm, yeah I was about seven months pregnant Mm. so um but um the the how hard it is and how sometimes I mean um you just feel degraded going into places like that from a personal point of view I felt fairly degraded and almost like having to beg for help Mm. um and um just uh, maybe looks on the street uh, you know if the kid is having a I remember one time Mm. actually Keen was maybe two and he was in a stroller and he was having a full on temper tantrum I mean full-on legs rigid in the buggy screaming every kid every kid does it but I just 
remember this woman walking past and kind of looking me up and down and just kind of tutting. What? <laughs> and like just, oh, of course, her children never did Yeah, that, it ever. was just like, mm. mm-hmm. so there's no need to be unkind to anybody ever. Yeah. You know, everybody is going through something. and mm-hmm. um, But I suppose what stands out more then the unhelpful things are the people that helped yeah. and the people that believed in me when I definitely didn't believe in myself mm-hmm. and people that gave me the foot up or the leg up and mm-hmm. said, you know what, we'll, we'll sort this out. Mm-hmm. You can, you can do this. And yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you're a part of Zoe mm-hmm. because you are already part of that answer to the question, you know, yeah. like you're part of that, mm-hmm. that community of people to say, we're actually here for you. Yeah. We're not just saying we're here. Mm-hmm. We're going to get online. We're going to look stuff up. We're going to go with you to your appointments. Yeah. We're going to um, empower you to get to the next step. You know, It's all about empowerment. And yeah. there's women out there of whatever age, married, single, separated, mm-hmm. that need help. Yeah. And it's, it's that practical help. And even, you know, if they don't necessarily need um help with one thing they might just need someone to call especially i think people parenting on their own yeah would need just someone even just to call for dinner or mm. for or for a cup of tea just to break up the day because loneliness and isolation is i think by far the worst yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah okay guys we're gonna take a quick break actually um we're gonna see you guys again next time when we talk more about how to ways to practically support somebody in an unplanned pregnancy and um, ways that um, just encouragement advice and all that kind of stuff for if you're going through that so stay tuned for next time and keep living unshamed thanks for listening to unshamed if you like this podcast and want others to be able to easily find it like subscribe and share to your social media you can find us everywhere you like to listen to podcasts if you want to send us a message email us at unshamed at zoecommunity.ie